Thanks. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Ferhat Sakiner. I'm a senior product manager in Google Cloud from the data analytics side. And today I'll be talking about uh, Google Cloud Unified Data Ecosystem with Data Mesh. Today we have a full agenda. We'll start from why Data Mesh now and how it fits into Google Cloud Unified Analytics platform. But before we get there, let's look into what we are seeing and observing in the data ecosystem. And in particular, let's look into the data value gap that we are seeing. The promise of data, AI and analytics is really undeniable in the age that we live in. It is the reason that why we are here today as well. And a great tool to continue to innovate while keeping costs under control. There is, however, still tremendous amount of difficulty involved in the process of becoming a data-driven, AI-powered organization. And only very few companies actually achieve financial benefits from uh, AI. Now, let's talk about why that's the case. At Google, we are fortunate to work with many organizations and learn from them, and we are seeing three teams when it comes to organizations struggling to get value from their data. Number one is data comes in really different uh, shapes and different sizes. It is no longer about just structured uh, data in a sense. We are seeing increasingly images, video and audio files really coming together and providing more value. And it is also data coming from different sources and systems. It is getting more diversified. The speed of data is, you know, changing continuously as well. Second, the ways that we work with data has evolved. It is not just about really SQL these days. Organizations are looking to adopt different programming frameworks and other workloads like AIML as well. You might find that your team might need to do some, you know, Spark or, you know, some other scripting language or programming language or purely SQL. They should really be able to also do AIML by having all of these skills together. And last but not least, the data really reaches everyone. It is not just about the data team. It includes all employees, partners, suppliers, and ultimately your end users and customers. We are really all trying to become more data-driven you know, organizations at the end of the day. But what does it mean to be data-driven? The data-driven really means that data is easily accessible and, and securely accessible. Everyone who has the right privileges within the organization should be able to access the right data. And it shouldn't be really kept in these silos. You find lots of applications that really, you know, comes in silos and even the cloud environments that they promise to really continue solving some of the challenges that you have, but you end up seeing more silos in the cloud as a result. And also, data is leveraged to drive actionable results. You need to be able to make informed decisions, but more importantly, data should be trustable. And all of these really, you know, brings us to the world of data mesh. But there are lots of dis discussions around what data mesh is and different organizations have lots of views of what data mesh is as well. Let, let's take a step back and let's really very briefly cover what data mesh is 
and then we can then go into look into the building blocks around that and how that works with GCP as well. But from a technology perspective, as I mentioned earlier, you were concerned about whether you had enough capacity or the amount of engineering time needed to incorporate new data sources into your analytics track. The data processing network and storage buyers are now coming down. It is much cheaper to really store data now. It is really easy to move data across and you should be able to really access more data across different data ecosystems. Although the technology has improved, the organizational structures on the other hand haven't. Usually you find that there is only one team or sometimes just one person or system that can access the data. So every question, every process has to go through that single pipe at the end of the day. This is called the centralization to an almost really, you know, state that it causes a lot of frustration to the data workers. And what people do end up doing is they go and hack their way around it. So rather than, you know, rather than waiting for the data, they give up waiting for it. Either they start making decisions without using data, or as I said, they hack their way around, they use old copies of data, they don't look into the data quality aspects, and yada yada. And this is really, you know, where data mesh comes in to solve this very, you know, challenge that I just described. Data mesh acknowledges that in a world with exploding data and increasing pressure to get value from the data, a centralized everything concept is not really easy to scale. As a result, it seeks to assign the responsibility for understanding data to people closest to the data and the responsibility for using data back to people who own the use cases. And as because of that, organizations are increasingly adopting cloud services on Google Cloud to scale up their data analytics capabilities. By providing completely serverless stack, which I'll talk around a bit more detail in a minute, such as BigQuery or Dataflow or PubSub, they really move away from managing the infrastructure. And by leveraging this on demand and continuously improving cloud data services provided by Google, organizations effectively address technological bottlenecks in scaling data storage and processing. It really enables a successful data culture through provisioning of distributed ownership, centralized support, and focus on value of the data. Central teams still need it because they support distributed data domains with tooling, processes, and standards. They are still very important. They define the governance. They help you out how you'll be doing government, governance as well, right? And it is very important that you still have central teams, but certain aspects needs to be really decentralized and democratized. And let's talk through around these building blocks that really leads to that. Domain-oriented decentralized data ownership architecture so that the ecosystem creating and consuming the data can scale out. This is the first uh, building block of data mesh. 
so that the number of use cases and diversity of access models and such really increase autonomous nodes on the, the data mesh itself. The second one, and you'll be hearing a lot and lot about data as a product, is that you know really applying, trying to apply the product management principles really to on the data, whereby the data really acts as the product itself, whereby you can discover, understand, securely use high quality of the data. There's a contract which you know that you need to follow to get the data and you'll know that what you are going to get that data that will help you to solve the business problem, which has been really the missing thing through the enterprise, you know, data processing systems within the past three to four decades, right? And it is really important to have a self-serve data infrastructure as a platform. This allows the domain teams to create and consume data products autonomously. And it allows them to abstract and hide the complexity of building and executing data products. They shouldn't really go and see, you know, and ask how much memory or do I need another, you know, another 10 terabytes of, you know, storage or do I need another, you know, 500 cores to process this? It shouldn't be like that, really. You sh they should really focus on getting value from data, coming back into you know, the challenges that we outlined at the beginning. And also it is important to have the federated computational governance so that the users can get value from aggregation correlation of independent data products. The meshes behaving as an ecosystem following global interoperability standards, standards that are baked computationally into the platform. And, but this doesn't mean that everything is going to be distributed, as I mentioned you know, earlier. It is important that there's a central team which helps governing, telling which tools that would be available to create these as an, as an overall, or you know, governing that who are accessing this data at the end of the day, or who can access the data and such. But what are the technical capabilities required for a data mesh as well? First and foremost, Google has been implementing, implementing data mesh for years, even before the concept was named, really. We have lots of internal teams that, you know, produces the data and other teams that consumes the data. But let's come back and look into each of them. You really need a serverless environment because it allows you to scale. When there are domains looking to create data products, it becomes much more important to have an easily scaled, highly integrated way of handling the data ingestion. This really leads to faster time to market and lower cost of ownership. Separation of compute and storage enables data sharing as well. By allowing concurrent access to data products for a multitude of workloads by consuming teams. For example, using BigQuery means even better native integration with consuming applications such as BI dashboards or training machine learning models, because you can just do that through SQL or you know, directly by calling procedures and such, rather than you know, having a, a bolt-on application onto it. But the better data sharing as a whole 
means the faster time to insight for the consuming teams. Also, it reduces data duplication. It improves the freshness of the data. And as a result, it improves the quality of the data as well. And automated data management provides a way for the central team to define and enforce policies. That enables consumers to trust in the data and much more seamless data discovery and accessibility at the end of the day. And let's, with that, look into the key capabilities from a modern data cloud that you need to be able to create a, you know, real, fun real functioning data mesh and not just staying as, you know, theoretical data mesh at the end of the day. We talk about the, you know, characteristics. You really need a limitless data. It really allows an organization to get most from all of their data across all of their workloads in a way that it will impact everyone. Ideally, this is done in a way that it is cost-effective, security-focused, compliant, and open. It really starts with being completely serverless. What does it mean to be truly serverless? It means that you don't have to worry about hardware, as I mentioned before, but it also means that you don't you don't have to worry about the clusters and the sizing and the optimization and administration. Organization can really focus on delivering value and not on the infrastructure itself. The BigQuery serverless architecture takes full advantage of the same Google technical infrastructure that is used internally by Google to power some of the world's biggest websites and applications. It is a technology that is, has been tried and tested. And these are brought through a you know, number of applications. Big Lake is, for example, one of them. It is all your data types in one platform. Whether it is on the cloud or whether it is in another cloud or whether it is on-premise. For example, you can use uh, Starburst Presto type solutions as well. If some of your data is on-premise, you can still bring this data with you know, tight integration with GCP services. One of the team we are hearing lately from customers is to really have both of best worlds for data warehouse and you know, data lakes. I really spend you know, a lot of time talking this you know, with my customers. This is a week that I spend really you know, uh, without discussing whether it's a data lake or a data warehouse. This is why after years of investment, we recently launched Peak Lake, which allows you as a storage engine that allows organizations to unify their, they unify their data warehouses and data lakes together. And also, as I mentioned, you can go across multi-cloud to storage and other open formats as well. And this cross-cloud data strategy is one of Google Cloud's biggest differentiators. But at the same time, you really need a way to organize your data in a, in a data mesh as well and have the single pane of glass with a tool such as Dataplex to allow you to organize data and map your business, uniformly manage and govern your data and access data from a variety of tools. And with that, let's look into more into the architectural considerations and see what are the you know, patterns that we are seeing and what is the really the right pattern as well to deal with some of this? For example, you might have different teams 
right? Accessing data residing different places. You might have a sales team and customer team and products data domain, all of them really separate places. Your data science team then comes and says that we want to build a customer churn presentation model. An analytics team come and says that I want to visualize the breakdown of product sales per customer segment. Well, the, my, one solution might be that each data product has a copy of its needed data. This is really excellent decentralization, right? Everyone is duplicating the data in their environment. But ETLs must be duplicated and maintained for each need. Then there's data duplication, which results in challenges around data quality because you don't know whether the copy of the data that you have is the most recent data or not, for example. Also, the data quality might not be right. So it makes it really challenging. The other solution might be that a data product dedicated to such use cases. Data domains still own their respective data, but as a merged data product or a lake is needed for many use cases. So what this does is it creates this huge, you know, very wide data environment where everything really put into one place. This is where the centralization, you know, comes in in respect to managing the data. Because usually to govern the, you know, the converged database, you'd have to go through one team at the end of the day because someone will be managing that converged database. Imagine adding more users and use cases on top of this and increasing the, you know, the pile and making the mountain bigger and bigger and bigger, which this, you know, team manages at the end of the day. Then you come back and become, you know, unscalable. But let's look at how we deal with it in Google way. It is what we believe is that it, with a completely serverless environment, you can have a native cross data mesh analytics. This gives you very well-defined, governed and structured data products. Yet you're still be able to leverage the several domains with no data movement. With a completely serverless environment, as long as you have the right access right defined to you or given to you by the centralized team who are governing the access, you can go and run a query and bring the data from different parts or different data sets. And it doesn't have to be, or you don't have to access to all of the data. You can limit the data access by columns or by rows or by different rules as well, based on your access rights or privileges that you have. And you can further, you know, extend this by adding a semantic layer with something like Lucan in between. Yet, and still, you don't have any data on the duplication with the added benefits of a universal semantic layer abstracting data consumption for the users and harmonizing data access permissions. Let's get into a little bit more detail and how this can be built. If we look at a, you know, data mesh blueprint from a, you know, 10,000 feet perspective, you really need to define the data domains decompose the central data lake and data warehouse into multiple domain teams. Also, data that do not meet requirements to the you know, left should be left as is in the central data warehouse. And also define the domain models upfront based on the company's organizational structure. Second, 
identify examples of data products and set their attributes against the requirements that cons consumers have. Have the goals for data products, which demonstrates measurable value, has a repeatable use, uh, and also which would have consumers outside the domain. And it's important to define the product, document consumers of the data and their requirements, and define metrics that show the value of the data product itself. How many users, how many queries using data pro, et cetera. But it is important to ensure that there is a common data governance as a third point. And you really need to have these best practices for it as well. Goal of the central governance is to ensure that data is secure. It is cataloged and it encourages high quality of data products. Goal of the best practice is to really reduce the time to value for data producers, also reduce the time to value for data consumers. The fourth is provide self-service infrastructure and guidance to data product owners to really reduce their operational burning uh, burden in building data products. This will reduce the total cost of ownership and it is also increase, uh, you know, time, well, reduces time to market as well. You can achieve this by ensuring common data platform capabilities, the similar security models, you know, the shared storage environments, number of processing engines and how you ingest the data. You really need to define and give tools to users, uh, you know, from the central team. Domains do not have to independently produce their own data and infrastructure services, really. And they have freedom to accommodate their diversity of data. The fifth point, and last but not least, provide a common data exchange that exposes data product metadata to users and allows them to find the right data product for their need, as well as a self-service means to obtain access. Ability to discover relevant data easily, really, by achieving this but it will also allow you to leverage organizational knowledge. And you should be able to provide ongoing feedback on value of the data products. Just like an e-commerce site, you should be able to provide feedback and this is really put back into the product uh, development. And if you go and look, you know, one example of how you can build such an environment from the producers and consumers point of view from the gcp uh, architectural side of things there's you know the central services primarily serve as the catalog for all the products in the data mesh and the discovery mechanism for you know potential customers of these products they also include the management of data products including organizational policies Data domains typically map all natural boundaries. And then data consumers are teams that can, you know, generate value from these, as I mentioned before. But the major jobs really involved in life cycle of data products are really data producer within domain creates a data product. Such a product should have, you know, a known value to others within the organization as the rationale of building it. And to make the data product discoverable you should be able to really go and search from a central catalog or it should be really track, you know, a template from a central data catalog environment. And consumers search for data products in the data catalog, evaluating potential candidates for their needs using metadata that follows the common taxonomy across all products. And when they have identified the data product that meets their needs, the consumer gets the permissions to access the data and can start consuming a data product itself.
and with let let's wrap and you know talk around uh, what that really means every organization has its own unique data culture and capabilities yet really each is expected to use technology trends and solutions in the same way as everyone else your organization may be built on years of legacy applications but you may have developed a considerable amount of expertise and knowledge yet you may be asked to adopt new approach based on a technology trend on the other hand you may be on the other side of the spectrum a digital organization built engineering principles from scratch without legacy systems but expected to follow the same principles as process-driven established organization the question is should we treat these organizations in the same way when it comes to data processing one of the things that we argue is that you really need to give you know everyone what they're capable of and get the most out of them and data mesh comes in and tries to really uh, break some of the organizational barriers as long as you can provide them the right tools and right principles you should be able to break the organizational barriers within your organization we have been writing some of these and you know we have written so many papers and blogs about the current data ecosystem and current challenges you can find them by searching these uh, as well. Thanks for listening.